What it do, folks? What it do? What it do? What is going on? It's your boy James Hicks here. I am sitting in, taking over the Lab Tech show from a band, Tall Boy. And what's funny is I don't even know if we live on his channel. I know I'm live on my channel. So what's up, y'all? Right now, let me let me go ahead and check. Right, uh, make make sure that uh, we stream it on his channel like we should be as well. Uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. How you living? Wednesday night, five o'clock PM Pacific time. Tall boy is out of town. I have taken over. Um, man, I, ho I hope this is working because if not, I'll just have to repurpose it and put it on his channel. Listen, I want to come and talk a little consumer technology with him. I wanted to let him know that his audience is well taken care of. Let's see. It looks like you're ready. Click here to start streaming. Go live. Okay. We going live right now. Oh my gosh. What is going on? Mixing Ecamm, mixing VMix, mixing Restream, all the things. I seem to be having challenges with that. But listen, we live now all over the place where we should be. So let me start all over. Again, my name is James Hicks. I uh, started the lab tech show a number of years ago with tall boy and have relinquished the realm to him as he was on a trajectory that I just saw nothing but incredible growth. And he has taken this community to all kinds of fantastic levels. So shouts out to him on that. And he is on a much needed, well-deserved vacation right now. It's more like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is, is tall boy. Uh, I like to do something a little different when I do co-host on, on this show and essentially, uh, do an AMA, right? Do an ask me anything. I've, I've got a handful of topics that I, I will obviously talk about, but I really want to open it up to the community for conversation and for engagement and things of that nature. So if you've got any questions in terms of what's new, in the consumer technology industry, I would love to hear what you have, the questions you have, and let's try to get them answered for you. And I uh, see your brother. Appreciate you. Said I'm live on both. Thank you very much. Um, I'll work. I'll work it out. Right. You know, I, I kind of like the Wizard of Oz behind the scenes. I could. I could make all of these things happen uh, in in some kind of how, some kind of way. So um, let me just check to make sure that his guests are good. His guests are good. So it's it's. Listen, we all we all good. I can actually. Uh, move on with the show. This is one of the articles that I found that was just funny and interesting to me. Amazon Alexa is losing their celebrity voices. I have an Alexa. Oh, I probably said it too loud. Hopefully she doesn't wake up. And one of the original reasons that I still have Alexa's is because of this right here, having celebrity voices and having Samuel L. Jackson tell me that an Amazon package is at the door or having him tell me that he's turning off the lights or whatever the case may be. That was just the coolest thing. It was worth paying the little $4.99 or $5 that it was for to get that functionality and that capability. But Amazon has just come out now and said that they are no longer going to be offering this capability to the Alexa platform, even if you paid for it, right? I think some people may have gotten it for free, but even if you paid the $5 for the Melissa McCarthy or the Samuel L. Jackson or whomever else was uh, uh, some of the other celebrity voices, they're actually going to be turning that off at the end of September, unfortunately. No reason was really given, but, you know, all, all good things, I guess, come to an end and they are they are moving on to, to other things. But I thought that was a, a bit of weird, interesting, and unfortunately sad news for the Alexa platform because... Listen, we all have the, many of us, I don't say we all, but many of us have these things in our homes and they provide utility. They allow us to ask Google, Yahoo, Bing, or whatever the case may be, a question and get, get answers. So it's integrated into our daily and our home lives, right? We, we, we tell the smart speaker to play our favorite radio station or our favorite podcast or whatever the case may be. And just to have a little bit of extra fun with it of having Samuel L. Jackson telling you that he's turning on your, uh, you know, the lab playlist or something. I thought it was a cool thing, but there we go. And see, I start with bad news. He probably won't let me host again because I'm starting with bad news, but you know, Alexa is no longer going to be offering celebrity voices. 
my upload speed is seven so no way to join at all listen dude and hopefully it's just because you want to be not because you have to be i don't know what time it is where you are i think you are actually in the future but shout out to you for joining appreciate you for joining man uh no need in trying to get on get online right here you're talking about he just woke up and live of Innsbruck. Okay. I ain't mad at you, brother. I ain't mad at you. Keep doing your thing. Keep taking those pictures. Keep taking those videos. And hopefully you saw that link that I sent you about actually monetizing and turning a lot of this video, uh, this travel vlog activity into uh, like YouTube shorts and things of that nature. So, so keep doing that. Keep doing what you're doing there, man. So uh, if you if you missed it, tall boy, I just went over the unfortunate news of Alexa getting rid of the celebrity voices. And I don't even know if I'm going to keep mine now. I may just go ahead and move everything on over to, to the Apple platform and just and just use Siri because Alexa was pretty, pretty cool with that. Brother Sarkeesian, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Appreciate you for joining as well. It's not a took over tall boy show. I don't know. I know what I'm doing, but you know what? I'm just I'm bouncing back and forth. Right. I, I got five screens going and unfortunately they're, they're all of me and no one needs to see that many of me. But uh, other than that, we just going we going to keep it moving. Uh, awesome. What things is in the building? I can't see your your comments, unfortunately. So I, I now see some of the issues that, that Tallboy has when he's streaming. And we're going to have to do a consulting session on that. I can only see a handful or a subset of the comments coming on. I can only bring those on screen, but awesome with things. I see you, brother. Good to see you as well. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate your support and everything that you do around the content creator ecosystem and community. Uh, let, me, let me ask a question as I go into this next story. And thinking of our, of our elders, thinking of our senior citizens, thinking of our parents, thinking of those that are a little bit older than us, things like that. Do they use the internet? Do they use technology? Are they, are they active in engaging with consumer technology? Not just television. Listen, and anyone can push the remote and tell it to turn on Law & Order or SVU or whatever the, th the thing is that Comcast or Xfinity is having. But are they actively engaging and utilizing uh, content via the Internet? And here's the reason that I, that I asked this question. Recently, a poll... And a study was done and was published out there on CNN saying that regular Internet use may be linked to lower dementia risk in ad older adults. And I find that incredibly, incredibly fascinating. Right. Because if you, if you think about it, stimulus of the mind, stimulus of activity, keeping in contact right, at those dopamine hits, all, all of those types of activities for our seasoned uh people within the community, that really helps in terms of keeping them attached, keeping them aware, keeping them fresh of mind also, so to speak. So I thought this was a real interesting uh, story that was written. Actually, we were just seeing that Mrs. Carter, uh, President Jimmy Carter's wife, was just now diagnosed with dementia. And this was an interesting thing to see that regular internet use may be linked to a lower risk of dementia for, for our older adults. And specifically, the story said, People who use the Internet at the start of the study had about half the risk of dementia as people who were not regular users. The researchers also looked at how often these adults were online from not to all more than eight hours a day. Listen, don't be online eight hours a day. Don't don't have your parents and your grandparents surfing Facebook and uh, next door and all that for eight hours a day. But, you know, add that bit of stimulus, add that bit of mental cognitive cognitive action into their day. Do a FaceTime with them. Do a, I don't know, Facebook Messenger. Do do something with them to engage with the folks that you have that are uh, further distance from from you. That that really, I guess, has some some positive health benefits as well. Again, for our for our older citizens, I'm trying to help y'all to look out for each other, right? Have them on the internet, but not for eight hours a day. Flo, good to see. You. Appreciate you for being here, my friend. If that's the case, I'll never have to. <laughs> All right. There you go. Matt, Matt over there. Listen, yeah, because you, you, you're online early in the morning, sir. And uh, things that you do with all of your fantastic channels, the, the woodworking and, and uh, everything. I don't know. You do, you do a lot of stuff. Piano playing, all the 
also, you know, the content creation activities and things of that nature. So you, you, you're going to be around for a little while, man. So that, that's good stuff. These seniors better get with the let See, there we go. He, the man is across the seas and overseas doing marketing pitches. Shout out to your tall boy. Appreciate you, man, for coming in right there. Uh, let me see what else did we got. Your, your thoughts on this, though, right? Again, because when when we're away from our extended family, a lot of times we, we're worried about them. And if there was any blessing of COVID, and I'll say this, was that we actually locked in and said, let's do the WebExes. Let's do the Zooms. Let's do the uh, FaceTimes and things like that with our extended family. But now the fact that there's actually a research study out here that from the American Geriatric Society. So it's not just James X making it up. It's actually a, uh, a study that was actually published in the Journal of the American Geriatric Society. Positive benefits to using technology. Take that with you. Take that with you. Tell somebody. Shirley, I see you tapping in over there. Appreciate you, my friend, for coming in as well. I got all kinds of screens going. I got some comments popping up. I got other comments popping up as well, but I see and I'm recognizing you. So again, thank you. And I know Tallboy appreciates you for jumping in as well. Uh, since he's here, I'm going to go ahead and do something funny that I know he, he knew I was going to do it. Um, next week, shouts out to all my Apple folks. <laughs> WWDC Worldwide Developers Conference coming down the pike. We got a lot of things that are on the slate, a lot of things that are swarming around the rumor mill. I, listen, I worked for Apple for 10 years, so and I have never given into rumors. However, there are some there are some things that we know that's going to happen. We know the next version of iOS is coming out. We know iOS 17 is coming out. Us developers will actually get it next week uh probably next probably on monday and then it'll roll out to the general public around august time frame probably but you know we'll, we'll get it next week very early released first beta first developers beta of it so that's coming out we know we we do know we, we know there's gonna be new phones coming out we know there's gonna be some new iphones coming out so um no one uses phones to make calls anymore everyone uses a phone for taking photos and taking videos. So obviously we're going to be assuming that that capability is going to be uh, dramatically improved and dramatically increased uh, battery life things. That, so all of those things are on that. We're also expecting some new laptops to come out. So either MacBook or MacBook Air. So the Air without the integrated fan unit or the regular MacBooks that are uh, the 15 inch uh, MacBook Pro would be, preferred to be honest with you so so something of that age we, we, we know again like i say we know ios new version of the phone operating system new phones are going to be announced and probably those will be available around the uh, back to school time frame new macs coming out but there's an interesting thing about virtual reality and apple won't let it go and i wonder if they should let it go but here that here they are making a lot of noise a lot of good noise about a vr headset coming out from the folks out at Infinite Loop, 4K in each eye. Come on now. So this thing, this is a rendering. No one knows what it looks. No one except for Tim Cook and the folks that are in the underground labs over there and, and Cupertino know what it looks. But are you guys still interested in the metaverse? Still interested in virtual reality? Is this still a thing? And as you ask, as you, as you answer that question, what would be a price that you're willing to pay for a new VR headset that has possibly some killer, killer specs. Micro OLED, 1.41 inch measure diagonally, 4,000 uh, pixels per inch, 5,000 nits of brightness. This thing is going to be incredible, right? Just, just looking at these proposed specs right here. So incredibly bright, incredibly... Uh, uh, user functional, user capable. From a weight perspective, we hear that it's going to be pretty light as well. This story actually says, to put it mildly, these are absurd specs. For reference, the PlayStation VR2 headset has a pair of 2000 by 2040 displays with a PPI of around 850. So again, think about that. The PlayStation VR2 headset, which is dope, 
I don't know if Tallboy, I don't know if you got one, but that's dope. PPI of around 850. This thing is going to have a PPI of 4,000. Imagine that right here on your eyes right there. It's coming, y'all. It's coming. Uh, Shirley's over there talking about <laughs> iOS. You ready, huh? You ready, my friend? Let's, let's get it in. Uh, did the M2 Pro and the M2 Max hit the market yet? I literally don't know. The Yes, the, the M2 Pro and M2 Max are out for uh for laptops they are they are out uh, but interesting enough as well on that so on the desktop side i'm seeing price reductions and i'm seeing trade-in offers for the mac studio the original m1 mac studio so that just begs to question that is there going to be a new mac studio coming out for for us to move into it probably don't no one needs it but you know we want it. And if they're offering high trade-in incentives directly from Apple, and this isn't from like Best Buy or anywhere else, but directly from Apple, if you log on to apple.com right now slash, I think, rebate or trade-in, the M1 Mac Studio should be on there, which tells you that those offerings are going to be coming up. So I'm not moved by this. It's just not my thing. Rather invest in upgrading my laptop. Good question. I mean, good point, right? I mean, I wonder if... I see value in VR. I, I can understand particular use cases, but there's there's almost a point, in, in my opinion, that too much is too much. And the original Meta headsets uh, that, that we have, like the one I've got, and I know Tallboy has one, and he spends a lot of time in the Metaverse as well, and he's built some communities around that perspective, and, and he's seeing value in that. But again, you just wonder how much is too much. And again, thinking of pricing, the Meta Pro headset from Meta, from Facebook, I think that's $1,000. You can only imagine how much something with these specs from Apple is going to cost. Huh? We got some guesstimates right here. $3,000 for a VR headset. Come on now. We can just stop the show right now. Ain't, ain't no... If I if I had the little trigger that Tallboy has, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for three thousand dollars for a VR headset, and that could be pretty close to reality because again, there's that Apple tax that you typically pay for, uh, and folks will buy it. Folks will end up mortgaging their houses, taking out payday loans or whatever the case may be to make sure that they get this new VR headset when it comes out. But I. I can't see it. Oculus 2 was amazing too, right? So the platforms that are out there today do what they need to do and do it well. I would say more, let, let's work on the software. Let's work on the worlds, you know, the horizons, the, uh, some, some of the worlds and, and the communities that are within the systems as opposed to charging everyday consumers $3,000 for a headset. Just can't do it. Just can't do it. So I don't know. Flo talking about don't do it. See, and but you but you know I'm a I'm a considerate. I'm not gonna do it. I don't. Hopefully my wife's not listening right now. But uh, I'm a considerate. I'm not gonna do it. But my my plan plan is right here. Shirley's talking about ridiculous Apple. I wouldn't recommend anything over six hundred dollars. Come on, bruh. See, that's spoken from my Android man right there. Six hundred dollars from Apple. Man, you, you, that's no, you, you're not going to get anything in the Apple store for, for the, that low price. It, it's going to be a thousand something dollars for this headset. I can guarantee you that. And, and that's unfortunate, but that, that is what it's going to be. Um, but let me ask you guys this. I know we uh, started chatting a little bit with, uh, with Matt a little bit about some of the hardware of those things that I mentioned to you, the new phone that's coming out, the VR headset, the new Macs, any any of that interests you in terms of what's going to be announced again next week? Uh, Monday, I'll be watching the, uh, uh, the keynote, 10 o'clock in the morning, and literally after it's over, after that one-hour keynote, you'll start seeing every tech blogger, every journalist, every media outlet talking about this, and rightfully so. We do, we do the same thing with Google. We do the same thing with Microsoft. We do the same thing with all of these major, and Samsung, all these major platforms, right? When they come out with something new that's intriguing and we as coaches, uh, subject matter experts, technical advisors, as we tell consumers and we tell our community about these things. Um, so we got to watch it and we're going we're gonna to report on it. 
Uh, I just don't just don't know if some of these options or some of these things being offered and being administered are going to be really right for where the economy is today. Right. Having conversations about debt ceilings and things of that nature. And I'm not going to get into a political conversation, but I'm just saying having a three thousand dollar virtual reality headset coming out when there's other more important conversations. I just don't know if timing and optics are really going to be a uh, good pun right there. Optics talking about a VR headset, but it's going to be the right thing. So your thoughts on that. What's up with that? Rich vibes is in the building coming all the way from the UK. I see you, man. I see you. We, we need to get together, get you to do some, some drops for, for, for tall boy, do some drops for myself as well, man. Just do some thing. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to play my, I'm not going to play my art Kelly, man. I ain't going to do that no more. So what do you guys thoughts there? If I could factor how it could monetize me investing in VR, I then consider that interesting. Okay. Now there were a lot of conversations early on in the VR, uh, uptake and, and development an introduction to society about folks building communities, building worlds, building uh, workspaces and things of that within the metaverse. But I've kind of seen that die down lately, right? Haven't seen a lot of conversations about how folks can effectively use that. Is it because we've gotten back to work? Is it because the world has opened back up and there's less of that need from a business perspective. And we only see it now from an entertainment perspective. It's a, it's an interesting question and someone still should take advantage of this technology and find a good use case for it. But that, uh, surely you could be, you, you can figure it out, you can figure it out, find someone to build you, build you an app or something that takes advantage of this virtual reality world and, uh, and, and come up for sure. So, let me see if we got any other questions or any comments coming in. Again, y'all, I'm just here taking over for a minute, causing some trouble, pushing buttons, blowing up the stream and everything. But uh, uh, wanted to start out with an AMA as well. So ask me anything in terms of technology, not just Apple. I'm, tall boy, I'm not going to make this an Apple show. I do have one more story that's Apple related, but I'm not going to make this an Apple show. Uh, but if you got any questions about uh What's going on in the world? Should you spend that money on uh, on that new watch, smartwatch? Obviously, could you spend that money on that new camera, on that new tablet, whatever? All at me. Go over here and check out these comments. Check out these comments. Yeah, awesome. What things, Matt? Three K, three thousand dollars. So, Matt. All right. I'll tell you what, I've got two other, okay, one other Apple story. Tall boy, don't hit me. Don't, don't, don't come back in the country and, and be mad at me, but I, I'm, I'm a, I'm going to bring this one on because it's, it's a relevant conversation right about now. Again, as we were talking about WWDC and again, folks just saw the new Google pixel, uh, come out. Folks saw the new Samsung fold come out, which I think is kind of dope. I would actually go, I would actually get down with the, with the foldable ca camera, like with Samsung come out. I, I would prefer for Google to come out with one first because I, I want stock Android as opposed to one that's got all the other bloatware on it. And Samsung has been notorious, notorious over the years of adding in madness that doesn't need to be on the phone. I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm sorry. Hopefully I'll, I'll never get a, a deal now with Samsung because I'll never get a deal with Samsung or, or Facebook, all the madness that I keep talking about those two companies. So there you go. Got to get you, James. What age kind of, I see what you <laughs> hit the spot in, in the building. Oh, oh, here calls in trouble. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Look at me. your boy is, is straight on. Got the marketing going on. I, I see what you're talking about, man. I didn't even realize I was color coordinated and, and all and all locked in like that. But you know, we gotta stay focused. Stay focused on you. Uh tech troublemaker in the building. Good to see you too, man. So let's see. Now we got more Android folks in here. So now it's an even show. We got a lot of Apple folks. And now we got a couple of, you know, heavy hitters on the on the Android side. So tech Roy was able to to balance us all out right there. Where is Revis? I don't know where Revis is. Re Revis is an Android man. Well, well, I'll, listen, I'll buy him an iPhone. 
I'll buy him an iPhone so he can switch. And, 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 and you know, that way we won't have any problems finding him. He'll be, he'll, he'll be all right then, right? We can, we can just do a find me and he'll be okay. Uh, that right there goes along with the story right here. Five reasons Android users switch to iPhone. I agree with a couple of these. So I'm going to go through these very slowly, very meticulously. But this is an interesting story as well. It may be biased because it's off of Cult of Mac. But again, it's an, it's an interesting story and it's a relevant story because, again, now is typically that season when folks are, uh, you know, kids are graduating, kids are moving on to their next journey. Uh, families, it's, it's that cycle, that end of year cycle where folks want to upgrade and get some new capabilities, new functionality in their devices, whatever the case may be, whatever the reasoning rationale, whatever the excuse is. But it was really interesting to see top five reasons that Android users switch to iPhone. Um, number one, prior phone problems. Old phone doesn't serve their purpose anymore. That and there, there's truth in that because listen, there are, I know that there are more physical Android devices out there in the marketplace than there are iPhones. That's just fact. That's just truth. Just they flooded the market. Why? Because they have so many OEMs out there. They've got LG, Samsung, Motorola, uh, Huawei, all these other manufacturers build devices and have the Android operating system on it. But not everyone is at the same or the most current release of the operating system because they either can't support it because of lack of capacity, lack of technology, lack of RAM, lack, lack of whatever within the environment. Of the, of the physical device or, or whatever the reason might be. So prior phone problems, an old phone just doesn't serve them. Age needs repair, deficiency that affected their user experience. That's a, that's a huge one right there. Uh, new phone features is number two. More different ways to use a smartphone, better camera. Again, like I said before, we don't buy these phones for making phone calls. I don't know anybody. Well, I do know a couple of people's phone number, but I, I hardly know anyone in my contacts phone number it's all by their picture of their face or they're on my favorites list or whatever the case may be and some of that new functionality new capability convenience is just not offered in a less smartphone right so new phone features cost is number three spend less on a new iphone than they expected as compared to an android smartphone I, I rub my head on that one because all these devices are a thousand dollars today. They just are right. Um, and they all offer through our carriers. They all offer attractive lease programs. If you don't want to buy it outright, if you don't want to spend the eight ninety nine upfront at AT&T, you can lease it for two years, right? At whatever thirty four ninety nine a month, whatever the case may be. So I, I, I don't know about that one. Cost, the fact that you can spend less on a new iPhone uh, as compared to an Android smartphone. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that one. Community connecting. This one's big. Think about this. So they wanted a smartphone that integrates with family and friends, including use of iMessage and FaceTime on iOS. Dude, it, you, you, can't, you can't not acknowledge the dominance that iMessage and Face, you, FaceTime itself, you can't not acknowledge the dominance of FaceTime on the mobile devices, right? Just being able to seamlessly connect to, what is it, at least four, six people? I don't know. I, I, know, I know it's at least four people that you can connect to. Boom, just like that. No friction, very easy. Everyone's got, everyone's got the iPhone, boom, it just comes up. And the, the built-in capabilities of the phone, you can have the, the, the blurred background, it can be in cinematic view and all that, right? So it can actually even look good, right? Just having that capability of being able, again, stay in contact. Think of the other story that I talked about, reaching out to senior citizens, your elders, and other folks within your family that are away. Having that 15-minute FaceTime call with the entire family, that's huge, right? Yeah, you can do it with Android, but you got to download, what is it, WhatsApp? You got to download other apps duo 
Is that the one? I think that's the, the Google Duo. You got to download all these apps yourself. Then you got to tell everyone else, hey, go download WhatsApp or Duo or this and that. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that again, man. That's, that's just too much. That's a lot of work. Humans are lazy. We don't want to do any work. We don't. If we can find a way to get around it, we'll do it. So there we go. And this last one, no firm reason, just wanting something new. I'm in that same, I'm in that boat. Every, every year or so, I'll even call Tallboy and say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm checking out this new, this new Samsung or this Pixel or this, uh, when LG was still making phones, I'd be like, man, I want to get that Pixel. Right. So I also had that gas, that gear acquisition syndrome of wanting to get the latest device or whatever the case may be. But what are you guys thoughts on this? And I know, hold on, before you even answer, I know that there is somewhere on the planet a story that says five reason iPhone users switch to Android. I'll find that later. Right now we're talking about Android to iPhone. Let's see. I would not buy an Apple product even for free. I, I wouldn't use. Okay. So you, you, you locked into to the Android. Is it what, what? Which handheld do you got? You a, you a Samsung man? You a Google man? You you LG? Talk to us about what you got. That's true, but it's true. We are we are walking ads for the for the product. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be uh, curious to know which which again OEM that you're that you're using. No one uses Duo. Okay, see, I don't I don't know, man. I just I'm just rattling off names. I, just, I back in the day, back in my day, when when I was rocking Android, we was using Duo and. I know, I know you still use WhatsApp now, but uh, Android is hard for me to comprehend. I can understand that statement. However, you know, and Android really is just, Android is open to the fact of allowing, of expecting and allowing the user to make the changes and the adjustments to the environment themselves. So it gives you, so that's, that's a positive, especially for us technology-centered folks. It allows you the capability of do all the tweaking that you want for either the OS layer, the app layer, the in, any type of configuration layer, things of that nature. Apple is more of a closed ecosystem such that you pick up one iPhone, it works the same way as any other iPhone. So there are certain types of customizations that you can't do just for functionality and usability perspective. And, and it's a conscious decision. It, it, it really is a conscious decision. I do wish that there was more customization and more flexibility on the iOS side as there was on Android. And there's a possibility, this is a rumor, but again, I, I don't give in the rumors. There is a possibility that some of that customization is coming in the next version of the iOS operating system, specifically customizing the lock screen a little bit more uh, to be more comparable to what you can do on the Android side. So Huawei, see, we can't get Huawei here, man. We can't, we would like to get Huawei, but well, we, we can't, we can't get the Huawei action here. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we use messenger or if messenger and what right on. Okay. Yeah. You'd be sending me Facebook messenger apps, but I don't see, I don't get down with Facebook. I'm sorry. I see here I go again. Uh, you're not here, so you won't be, you won't get the ding from from Mark Zuckerberg. Just blame me for all of it. I I just don't get down with a lot of the Facebook stuff. But I I hear you. It's it's a good tool, good platform. And I know it works. But yeah, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp is the truth though. WhatsApp end to end encryption, um, multi platform, um, more than just messaging as well. So I think you can do. Um, file sharing and things of that nature. But so, so yeah, folks check out WhatsApp and WhatsApp. The U S has taken a while to get accustomed and get caught up to some of these applications like, like WhatsApp, uh, everyone else in the world, like everyone else in the world plays soccer, the real soccer, as opposed to football, soccer, right. And so our, our sports are different, but also, uh, the rest of the world uses WhatsApp for, for messaging. So, so definitely take a look at that it's, or something like, Either WhatsApp or Signal. Just find you an end-to-end -end encrypted messaging app as opposed to something that's not end-to-end -end encrypted. And I know you guys are seeing those commercials because those commercials are out there today. Uh, what we got? I got iPhone 10 
13 and a 13 Pro Max works the same. Yeah, right? Doesn't matter. The, the 10 works the same as the 13, works the same as the 14, works the same, right? And, and, and all of that. Uh, size is, is the only difference, right? You know, the, the, the candy bar shape versus more of a longer max uh, elongated shape and things of that nature, but the functionality works exactly the same. So good stuff. Huawei isn't, well, yeah, see, don't, I was gonna almost say what you said there, but Huawei is the truth. Just can't get it in the U.S. Yeah, I'm trying to keep the show uh, monetized, brother. So don't, don't, don't be having me saying no four letter words over here. Huawei is the truth. Uh, <laughs> just can't get it here in the U.S. Let me see here. Copy and paste across. Hold up. Yeah. So copy and paste across the devices. Man, being able to listen, Apple folks know this. Android folks wish you had it. I, I could be surfing the web on my laptop or on my desktop or whatever, doing whatever. We'll, we'll copy and paste some text or a URL or something from the desktop. So do the copy, open up my phone and just hit paste. And the handoff between everything that's within your wireless network, you don't even have to be on wireless network, but every, everything that's within your cloud, everything that's part of your iCloud right there, you can move it back and forth seamlessly like that. I mean, again, things that you don't think are, are important, but I use that capability and that functionality right there that, that Matt just talked about copy and pasting across devices every single day. And, and those are the things that, that we love and that we, that we appreciate. All right, I'm done. No more, no more Apple talk. Tomboy never going to let me host his show again. Uh, again, let, let me, let me open it back up to questions. Let me open it back up to questions. Uh, <laughs> Rich said, no, no Huawei. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's just a Chinese government company, but yeah, but a lot of folks using TikTok. A lot of folks using TikTok, a lot of folks using CapCut for video editing, right? And then they're house-based, headquartered at locations that our country may have some challenges with. So what, what are you going to do? You're going to stop using those as well? But but I, I hear you about that particular comment right there. But again, and, and folks already know that, you know, TikTok is in the midst of some issues with the federal government possibly being TikTok's been shut down by I think some whole bunch of states already. It, think about that. That's crazy. I was it Montana, was it Missouri? Once some states actually have banned the entire social network. You can't use TikTok in in certain states. And what's what's here's what's eye opening to uh, America. TikTok is very different. TikTok is 180 degrees different in China as it is here in the U.S. TikTok in China is actually an educational platform for learning. It is not the entertainment. It's not the people walking around dancing and doing skits and doing all of the other things that they're doing that, that we see on the, on the platform here. It is completely different. Why is that? I don't know. Okay. Again, I didn't want to make this a political show, political conversation, but just, I'm just bringing that up to you as well. So what, what we're being fed from TikTok us TikTok proper is completely different than the experience that families and kids and society get from where the platform actually originated from. That's a challenge. And that's a problem that should be addressed as well. Lisa Maria Huggins is in the building. Good to see you. Shirley's talking about Utah. So Utah uh, banned it too. See, well, yeah, they, they strict in Utah. So I, I don't doubt that. Yeah, they, they strict in Utah. Uh, be informed, people. Listen, Rich Vibes over there dropping, dropping bombs. Be informed, people. I have the Chinese TikTok too. It's so different. See, and the trading knows them, right? It's completely different than what we're getting here in the U.S. And that's a, that's a question of concern for, for me as well here. So. Uh, it makes us look gullible and stupid. I'm pointing over there this way because that's where hit the spot. Just drop that bomb on y'all. It makes us look gullible and stupid, but nothing wrong with entertainment. 
right? N- nothing wrong with spending a few moments of your day to to let your mind drift and then go off and do some other things and watch other people having fun. Or if you're having fun, you want to record yourself. But we, as a U.S. society, U.S. specifically society, have gotten so enveloped in some of these platforms, Snapchat, TikTok, Maybe those two are the most. They're less on the IG side and I think even now less on the Facebook side. But those two um, shorter attention spans, swipe, swipe, swipe uh, platforms are really what's consuming a lot of time. So back to the second story that I talked about, about having our elderly spend some time on the Internet to help with the reduction of dementia. Let's keep them off of TikTok, keep them off of Snapchat and let's, let's have them doing something else. Let's have them on Audible or something. Uh, let's have them doing more of those FaceTime and those WhatsApp calls with, with their, with their relatives. So, um, there we go. There we go. But I'm bouncing back and forth, man. Pray for me, y'all pray for me. Again, I I had three streams a day and the coffee is not hidden like it normally is. So I'm just doing what I can do. Uh, I'm learning that these countries are fed education. America is fed. Come on now. Tallboy, boy, you'd have messed around and gone across the ocean and came out with some knowledge. Tallboy says, I am learning that these countries are fed education. America is fed entertainment. Boy, there you go. Make us soft. Okay, see, there we go again. Uh, inform and educate their own, dumb down the rest of the world. Mm, mm, mm. See, y'all, y'all had some other things y'all want to talk about. See, we, we was talking about... Alexa, you know, we was talking about Samuel L. Jackson. Then I started talking about iPhones. Now y- y'all over here, y'all over here trying to solve the debt ceiling. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Let me uh, let me go and get locked in. Let me go ahead and get focused. Uh, you doing? <laughs> Thank you, shirt. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing it. Appreciate you on that. Now these folks over here speak multiple languages, and we only speak. See, boy, if you. Find you some internet, brother. Get on, get online, brother. Get on, cause you, you, you own one right now. You done gone over and got some of that good, uh, good cooking and good food, then and gone swimming in the thermal baths, and you, you, you got some clarity. So shouts out to you on that, man. Uh, again, folks, for those just joining, appreciate you for joining. I'm James Hicks, uh, sitting in for my man Tallboy, who is on hiatus, doing his thing, taking care of his mental self taking care of some things that he wanted to do. And I really applaud him for that traveling, getting stamps in the passport folks. We need to do that. Uh, and we need to do trips outside of the U S so we know what we have in the U S so we can actually be appreciative of our, our, our way of living and we can see how other folks are living. Get yourself a camera, get yourself a passport, get yourself some suitcase, uh, some luggage and go out there and hit the Azores, hit Japan, hit uh, the Philippines, hit, hit all these places and then share those experiences with folks as well. And then take someone with you next time. Right. So that, that's really something that folks need to be doing. And, and for Tallboy specifically, I don't know if you heard me saying, uh, man, make sure you are uh, curating and and sharing this and hopefully monetizing some of this travel vlog activity that you're doing because there are monetization opportunities for some of the exclusive content that you're presenting and delivering. I, I love the fact that you're putting it out. I'm going to put you out here. I'm going to put you on blast right now. Love the fact that you're putting it out there on Facebook. It's cool, but you are monetized on YouTube. Put that travel vlog content out there in YouTube shorts and get monetized and get paid on that and push that out to brands. That's my conversation for him. And that's my conversation for all of you content creators uh, and, and digital entrepreneurs that are listening right now. Find a way to do what it is that you love to do and find a way of monetizing that passion. Folks want to pay for, especially if you've got exclusive tip. I can't even say the word exclusive content. I can't say the word. I don't know. Uh, so do that, brother. Do that. I'm going to get off this high horse. You know, every time I come on a lab, I always got to get on a high horse. Yeah. Or get on my soapbox. Travel broadens the mind. True. Very true, brother. We are really behind and don't know it yet. Yeah. Travel is the elixir of life. Ooh, I love that. I love that. 
But that's because America always want to act like we just, mm-hmm, ooh, see? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I, lo- I love, love this community. I miss this community, you know, because you guys really engage with not only the comments and, and the articles that I brought up here talking about, but always every week, uh, Wednesdays, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. on the Eastern Coast time with tall boy when he has the lab. So continue to grow this community, continue to grow this channel, continue to grow this environment, like share, turn on notifications, do all the things, right? We, okay. I'm going to do one one more soapbox and then I'm going to get into my last story. We do what it is that we do from a digital content creation perspective. Why? Because we love it and we love the community. We love sharing. We love telling stories. However, if y'all knew the work that goes on behind the scenes to produce a live stream every week, every day, every month, whatever the case may be, and to make it of high quality, y'all would, y'all would understand that we could be doing other things with our life and other things with our time. But again, we do this out of passion and we do this out of the need and, and the desire to share and the desire to, to have collective communication. So, so reward the creator reward the person that's delivering that content if they're bringing you value and the way that you can reward that creator. And I'm not talking about myself right now. I'm talking about tall boy, because again, this is his platform, but if reward that creator and reward that entrepreneur by liking, sharing, subscribing when he's live, hit him up with some super chats, right? If y'all don't know what super chats are on the YouTube side, that's just your way of saying, thank you. You brought value. Uh, here's $2 or whatever the case may be, right? So do those things and continue to come and continue to engage because that's the fuel that we digital creators thrive on to keep going and out there and doing what it is that we do. So, all right, I'm done. All right. Let me see what he's saying. Oh Lord. Uh, step one, make content. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Step one, make the content. Step two, get that money. That's it. Miss you here too, brother. Hey, you know, I don't know if you're going to let me back on because, you know, I'd be on one when I, when I, okay, let's see. My weekday morning show has its 445 episode as of today. Congratulations. Awesome wood things, Mr. Matt Haas. That's good. Hopefully you don't mind me. I didn't you know, say the real name there. I didn't using your stage name too, but Mr. Matt Haas. Um, exclusive, exclusivity. What you talking about? Whatever that word, I know what you mean. Put that on your next T-shirt. Yeah. Tallboy over here dropping off, you know, with some specifics there. Exclusivity. Ah, whatever. Put that on the T-shirt, brother. Charge, charge like $32.99 for it. I'll only take 2%. All right. Let me get back into it. AI. Artificial intelligence. We talked about VR. We talked about the uh, headset coming from Apple, but AI is huge. AI, you got to be asleep. You got to be dead. You got to be in a coma if you haven't. And I hate to say it that way, right? But if you haven't heard about artificial intelligence and specifically generative AI, right? Generative AI being that capability of taking something and making something else from that, right? So not necessarily build, not, 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 not necessarily creating something, but generative AI is the regeneration of, of an existing thing meaning that this 60 minute live stream I am and Tallboy are going to take it, put it into a platform, chop it up and make micro content and push it out to various social media platforms. Generative AI is the chat GPTs of the world, the perplexity AIs, the other platforms out there that are allowing us to streamline workflow. Now, Don't be afraid of this technology, be aware of it and respect it, but don't be afraid of it because quite frankly, and quite honestly, it's too late to be afraid of it. It's here and it's not going anywhere. And it's, it's really a hockey stick evolution of what's coming and what's going to be accessible to everyone. So not just no longer just is, is the internet and these types of things available to government officials and and agencies and things of that nature. And you can utilize this type of technology as a consumer yourself. So 
if there are things in your personal professional world that are workflow driven, that are either manual activities or uh, tactical, think of some type of an AI platform or some type of an AI influence platform, hardware or software that allow you to be less tactical and more strategic and streamline that workflow. That's how I'm telling folks to think of generative AI in terms of how they should again use it, respect it, and utilize it. Don't walk away from it, but see it and understand it. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Because I know you're, again, you're seeing it on, on TV. You're seeing it on the CNBCs of the world, the CNNs of the world. Everyone's talking about AI nowadays. But what are your guys' thoughts when you hear about that? And if you got any questions about that, let's, let's get into it and take a look at these questions. AI is so in the spotlight at the moment already for the wrong reasons. Yeah, good point, Rich, right? Again, and there's a lot of conversations that it's evolved at the consumer level so fast that now you have the government agencies talking about regulating it, right? Let, let's, let's put some oversight on it. To an, extent I, I, to an extent, I understand that need or that desire, but hopefully they get... They, they, it doesn't even sound right coming out of my mouth, but hopefully they don't overstep their bounds by putting too much regulation on these types of things. But that's, that's a real good point, Rich, right there. So, um, absolutely use it to your advantage. Tall boy got merch. Look at that. He's got the bots running. I love that. So, so speaking of AI, he's got stream element. He's got a bot running. Shouts out to awesome with things. The Madhouse for helping uh, tall boy configure that, that right there, streamlining his workflow by putting in uh, a specific comment, a, a specific statement throughout the time of a live stream and saying, uh, I've got this many chats coming in. That means I got this many people that are watching. Now's a good time to, to interject into this stream that I've got capabilities, products, services, merchandise. And just like you saw from stream elements, Tallboy got merch, check out the selection and it has his website. So again, that's something to help facilitate and streamline his workflow. So he doesn't have to always push buttons on the computer screen or on the stream deck or whatever the case may be. He can actually push that message out to the community. So again, there's a, a great example of that capability right there. Uh, and it says, I tried Opus Pro after watching your video and impressed. Appreciate you, man. I got uh, I got Young coming on. Young is the CEO for, for Opus. He's going to be on next week, I believe. He is dealing with COVID right now. So we, we've had to bounce it a couple of times. But he's going to come on and talk about some new things that are coming in the platform. And I've been made aware of a handful of those things. And yeah, man, Opus Pro. Generative AI, Opus Pro is the truth. Uh, Opus Pro Chopity is a company that is actually founded by two, two a young couple uh, based out of the UK as well. And they do something similar. Uh, Wisecut is dope. And Crossclip. Check out Crossclip from Streamlabs. So Crossclip, Opus Pro, Chopity, and Wisecut are the four that I would recommend for taking large bits of content, chopping it down into micro content. Uh, I also started using AI for trading. Yeah. AI for, again, because you can't watch the candlesticks all day, Well, you probably can, but having an AI model, an AI algorithm, looking at history, looking at projections, comb through news articles and RSS feeds or whatever and know when things are happening, you can't have enough screens. You have to have something within your environment, within your workspace to streamline that workflow. So good point right there of using AI to help you with, with trading and things of like that as well. So uh, we got in here. Sheila Baker, AI is a double-edged sword. That's a good point. That's it, right? It's one of them things that you got to respect it. You got, you got to respect it. Uh, never be afraid of this technology that's out there, but again, just respect it. Know, know what it is and use it to your advantage. Uh, and, and I think everyone will be okay, but um, there, there, there is just some, some respect of what's, what's going on and just the fact that it's not going away. So, so kind of keep that in mind as well. Uh, David Hunt, I see you, brother. Appreciate you for jumping in. We over here doing some things, right? Kind of took over my man's stream on on another channel, so I'm I'm just over here 
getting this watch time. No, <laughs> no not really. I, just, I'm not, I, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. Uh, my investment strategy. Uh, Chopcast never took. Yeah, Chopcast never took. Man, okay. No, don't let me talk bad about them. But they just they they couldn't get out of their own way. But they tried. Chopcast just has not taken off. Hopefully, you can get your money back. I, I believe you got it from one of the LTDs, and hopefully, it hasn't been too long to where you can't get your money back. But yeah, they tried. Good idea, but they tried. Um, so that's it, man. Listen, I gave y'all. Oh, see, tall boy. Uh, we we talk about. Word of the day, listen, man, me, me and me and Revis never got together. And listen, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be truthful with you. I'm going to save that segment, you know, words of the day, uh, where in the world is Revis? I'm going to save those for you because you are the originator of those uh, sidebars on the show. I'm going to let you go in, into that piece uh, yourself. I, I'm just I'm just not great at that. So I, I apologize. I'm going to stay locked in. I'm going to stay focused on the, on the content matter at hand. And let you and uh, Miriam Webster and and Revis Brown do do your things when you get back into the country, sir. So, um, what we got? Let me see. Looking for comments. Looking for questions again. An AMA. I'm I'm just I'm just here. Uh, hopefully doing a decent job. Hopefully the man is at rest and at ease while he's over there having his adult beverage across the waters that. You know, this crazy man, James Hickson, took over his stream, took over his show. Again, we talked about uh, the Amazon Alexa losing the celebrity voices, which is so sad. It's so sad, right? I, I was a fan of having Shaq and having Samuel L. Jackson tell me that there was a new package. at the door. Y'all see some new packages that just showed up today, too. I got to open those up. So shouts out to the shouts out to my friends at Rode for for working with the Hicks New Media and we got some things that, that have showed up so a little plug right there mm. uh, what else did we talk about we talked about regular internet usage for our elderly helps reduce dementia love that story love that story and and tell you what I will put all of the links in the description for these stories so you can read them at your leisure as well. So, I mean, that, that one right there was, if there's any call to action, that one right there, just stay in touch with your uh, elders, with your senior citizens, with your uh, parents, uncles, aunts, grandparents, things of that nature. And when you can't be with them personally and right there on the, on the, on the couch, make sure they're doing something to continue to uh, train the mind, keep the mind active. Right. Look, do, do some research, do an audible book, do do something, do it, do a search for things to do in my town on, on Google or something. And just that stimulus right there again from from the, from the older folks is, is really valuable, really important. Uh, and then, you know, I had to go into my Apple uh, tirade. So looking forward to WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference kicking off next week. I'm going to be in the building. I'm going to be downloading iOS 17 immediately once Tim Cook gets off of the stage and I will be the guinea pig uh, beta tester to have all my devices probably fry and die that day. But you know what? We're going we gonna to do it and we're going to make it happen for y'all. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about five reasons why Android users switch to iPhone. Uh, again, I know there's another story out there for iPhone users switching to Android. I'm one who's still considering it, but again, it's just that conversation. So I'm non-biased. I don't care what you do, do the one that works best for your particular use case in your particular environment and your family, uh, ecosystem. Uh, let's give shit. Oh, see, surely be in the building. Appreciate you. you make a grown man cry over here. You know, I'm, I'm nervous. I, I stream like three times a day, every single day. But you know, when I, when I step into another person's house, I just want, I want to make sure it's right. Appreciate you, my friend. Stimulate the mind is important for our seniors. Uh, Tallworth says I'm in the bed at 3 AM over here in Austria, but I'm, I'm tapping in. Thank you for bruh. Any, anytime you call, you know, I'm picking up the phone anytime. Well, you, you do call early sometimes and, my wife don't like that. So, but 
<laughs> I always pick up the phone, man. It is my pleasure to to serve. Hopefully you found some value in this. Hopefully you iOS and see, man, get away from me. See, see, David, I'm, I'm going to take your I'm going to take your moderator badge away, brother. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Hopefully you guys found some value in this. Listen, let me go ahead and put this up right here because the man is doing all kinds of things. Listen, subscribe. Like I say, like turn on the notifications. He's got a fantastic show every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. on the East Coast time. And the community, as you see here, is very active, is very engaged. And the simplifying consumer technology is the, the focus of what almost called him by his government name is what tall boy is doing here on the lab. So show him some love and subscribe and do all the things, right? That being said, uh, see, yeah, don't mess with me, man. Uh, yes, he did. Thank you very much. You did talk. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. I'm out, man. I need to go get something to eat. Ain't nobody at home. My wife's traveling again. She in Denver. Just, she just sent me a message. She's in Denver. And she's about to go to the Red Rocks Amphitheater. So she's going to go out there spending money. Well, okay. Let me stop. But appreciate you, baby. Yeah, but uh, so I, I'm here. I'm about to order me a, I don't know, pizza and Mountain Dew or something. That's what us tech folks do when we when we bachelor in it. So y'all be good to yourself. Talk to you soon. We out.